Hey! Welcome back to the Sidewalk Stories of Penny and Luck. By me, Claire Karwowski. Part 4, Chapter 7 Hot on Luck's muddy paw print trail, Penny bobbed and weaved around massive tree roots, cut through curtains of twisted hanging vines, and swiftly slid atop moss-covered rocks. She sprinted through clouds of butterflies beneath a sleeping sloth and past a singing army of frogs. Howler monkeys swung from above, laughing as they launched from branch to branch. Penny suspected, however, they were actually the shadows disguised in hairy costumes. The lightest misting of rain gently landed on Penny's lashes, while other drops collected in basin-like leaves beside the path. Out of breath and parched, Penny paused by this leafy pool of water, brought her face down to meet it, and lifting its green edges, sipped the cool, refreshing elixir. As Penny took a break, her worry began to creep into the forefront of her mind. She missed luck and feared the trail of his prince was just another shadowy trick. In this moment of quiet, she began to fully understand what her book had earlier warned. As the knowledge rose up in her chest like a growing fire, Penny took a deep, lung-filling breath and chose to push the nagging worries out of her mind and focus on the one clue that could possibly lead her to her pup. Penny hopped up on the muddy jungle floor and inspected the luck-shaped stamps on its path. The gait with which his paws marked the soggy ground made Penny smile as she imagined his utterly adorable tailless waddle. She followed the trail one after another, but soon her pursuit came to a screeching halt. Right before her was a massive dent in the path, stomping out Luck's little marks completely. This new obstruction was as deep as Penny's shinbone and as wide as Penny was tall. At its furthest point, four round crater-like dips arched over one large blob-shaped pool. Penny took ten steps backward in order to see it all at once. As she moved further away, the whole obstacle came into Penny's view, allowing her to scan, compute, and puzzle together what exactly it was that got in her way. Then, like a bus's stop bell, a ding went off in Penny's mind. What the whoa, she said as the doors opened to the answer. This is the largest paw print I have ever seen, that anyone has ever seen. Penny approached the massive print in its not-so-pinky-sized toe rested a tuft of fuzzy, furry hair. Penny pinched it with her fingers. The hairs were strong, long, and dry with orange, black, and white bits. She turned them over in her hands to discover its every last detail. Soon, her squinted, scrutinizing eyes opened wider than an alligator's mouth, Penny's heart now thumped and rang in her ears while her body froze in place, refusing to move. This, she slowly uttered aloud, is the hair of a, a... Just then the ground shook and the jungle's frantic squawks grew. A tiger! She whipped around to confirm her wildest suspicions, and as she turned, she saw four colossal orange and black legs followed by a sharp, toothy smile. Penny had studied quite a bit about various jungle cats in school, and this gargantuan, 
bigger than a roller coaster sized tiger tailing her looked more like a science experiment gone wrong than a majestic feline. Before taking a second look at the approaching tiger, Penny's legs shot out like a cannon beneath her. They churned so quickly that when she looked down, her legs blurred together in a singular swoosh. The ground shook beneath Penny as the tiger's enormous paws stomped behind her. Then the roars grew louder, and as they crescendoed, the call split into two thunderous harmonies. Penny snapped her gaze back to see not four, but eight thumping orange and black legs stomping and shaking the ground behind her. Oh, come on, two of them, she exclaimed. Penny's little legs, no matter how lightning fast they could go, were no match for these wild and larger-than-life jungle beasts. Penny needed to act quickly. She looked down, but Lux prints were long swallowed by the trail of wet mud. She looked up, and the rider's glittering dust was nowhere to be found in the jungle's misty air. Without any indication of where to go, Penny, for the first time in her life, was grateful to be small. She ducked behind an umbrella-sized leaf, held her breath, and stayed as stone-cold still as possible. The tigers hissed again as they thundered past Penny's hiding place. Penny waited a moment, then turned and shot off away from the path and into the jungle's backcountry terrain. As she ran deeper into the jungle, its cacophony billowed around like a wild orchestra. Despite their newfound distance, a beast of that height could send rippling quakes from a mile away. The seismic shock shattered the jungle floor beneath Penny's feet. Crumbling inward, the forest ground that held up Penny collapsed right where this brave knight stood. Rocks, trees, and dirt avalanched down and free fell into a raging river below. Just as Penny dropped, about to meet the same fate, a startling jerk bounced her back up and then more gently bounced her back down to a narrow and rocky landing that jetted from the cliff's side. Penny looked at her hands and then brought them to her face. Am I alive? She said and then pinched her own cheeks. Ouch! What? Booyah! Take that, Shadows! I am alive! She tried to check out where she landed, but Penny struggled to stand, caught in some invisible tangled web that held her back. Penny thrashed about as if a troop of red ants marched up her spine until she wriggled out of her explorer's pack and broke free of the unseeable force. Penny looked at the narrow slab of rock on which she now stood, Above her was the jungle, whose trees stretched over the cliff. Before her was a grand, cascading waterfall, powerfully pounding into a frothy, raging rapid below. And just on the other side of the angry waters, the towering, mystifying forest of shadows reappeared. Another set of roars rang out louder than before. There's no way I'm going to find luck if I'm cat food, Penny said. I gotta get out of here. Stuck on the rock floating between the dangerous jungle and the threatening rainbow-spewing waterfalls, Penny hurriedly searched for anything that would help her escape. She turned to her explorer's pack and just then discovered the invisible savior that stopped her from falling into a rocky fate. An ever-long and winding vine from above wrapped itself around Penny's pack and quickly turned her dangerous freefall into an effortless bungee jump. Despite the deafening pounding coming from the treacherous waterfalls, 
Penny could still hear the tiger's roars and thudding strides getting closer and closer. Penny stared at the hypnotic waterfall and then across the angry rapids where the forest of shadows reemerged. She was so close to reaching the other side, but swimming across the water and against its crazy current was too dangerous a risk for even Penny to take. She also did not want to leave her fate up to the hungry jungle cats. There has to be another way, she thought. Penny tugged on the thick vine that had gently dropped her and assessed its length and strength. Penny's mind started clicking away as it pulled together the pieces of her escape. If I can climb up this vine's branch, I could get enough speed to swing across, she speculated. Penny untangled the vine from around her pack, stretched her arms up, and firmly took hold of the vine, left hand atop the right. As she looked, it had to be the same height as the climbing rope in P.E., and she had pulled herself up to the lofty gymnasium ceilings many times before. She was the second best rope climber in her whole school. In third grade, she lost first place to fifth grader Tommy Milson only by a hair. While the competition was close, her curls are what ended up causing the defeat. Just as she was stretching to reach the finishing bell, her curls fell in front of her face, tickled her nose, and forced her to sneeze. And that's when she lost the sneaky Tommy Milson. Penny had been practicing at recess ever since, so that when the time came for her to rematch, she would be the newest, fastest climber in all the school. Today, however, Penny would have to use her vertical strength for more than a trophy. Today, Penny needed to climb faster than she had ever before because, unlike in third grade PE, Penny had two hungry tigers right on her tail. Penny crisscrossed her legs around the vine and one by one pulled herself up toward the tree's highest branch, its end whipping around as she crawled further and further away from the rocky ledge. While Penny climbed, she looked across the river and figured the vine was more than long enough to swing across to tiger-free safety, hopefully bringing her closer to finding Luck, their rider, and of course, Princess Sabrina. As Penny reached the branch, where she would launch herself like a pendulum swooping across the ravine, she knew she only had one shot to get this right. Looking down at the raging rapid she was about to cross, Penny's heart beat faster. From there, she could even see the tiger's orange and black fur moving through the jungle. It had sniffed her out, stomping on bushes and swatting away bugs as they pursued their prey. Penny. With no time left to consider her nerves, Penny held on tightly to the vine. Her back faced a forest of shadows as her feet crawled up against the tree. She needed to push herself off with such force that she could swing low, almost touching the water, and then upswing toward the forest, where she would let go and hopefully not break any bones in her body. Three, two, one, she counted aloud. Go! Penny propelled herself away from the tree. With her hands and legs tightly gripping the vine, Penny swung deep. There, flying in the air, the beauty of this magical place struck her. The exotic calls of the jungle, the waterfall's refreshing splashes, and as she swung up to the forest of shadow's edge, she realized again how magnificent it was with its dark, looming trees. Penny began her upswing, 
and in just a few well-timed seconds, she would need to trust her half-baked plan and let go. She rose up and up and suspended just over the cliff's edge. This was her shot. She took a deep breath and released the vine, and in just one short moment, with bent knees, Penny landed softly in a tall patch of grass. Yes, I did it, I made it! Penny danced around with joy and turned to see the jungle, tigers, raging waterfall, everything that she had left behind. But there, crossing the river with their strong, unflappable stomps, were her toothy enemies. They had found a way across. And as she watched them step strongly against the current toward her, Penny, for the first time, got a proper look at these gargantuan beasts. Wait a minute she pondered aloud. Is this the forest making me see things? Or do these tigers look like Macy Day Parade balloon versions of Bobby Hansen's two calico cats? As they continued to traverse the raging rapids, Penny decided to stop running and instead stand her ground. As they reached Penny in the tall, grassy edge of the forest, her jaw dropped. The familiar, albeit much, much larger cats loomed over Penny. Around each of their necks rested a thin black collar with a green pickle-shaped tag clipped at its center. One red mister and the other misses. Penny stayed there, smiling in awe of this magic. Next, Mr. Pickles stretched out his front paws like an Egyptian sphinx. He then lowered his head and touched his nose to the forest floor. And right there, between his pointed ears, stood a sight that instantly made Penny weep the happiest of tears. Luck, her noble and brave steed, stood there, right on Mr. Pickle's brow, smiling ear to ear. Luck then hopped and slid down his feline friend's nose, launching right into Penny's arms tackling her to the ground with his famous slobbering luck kisses. Thanks for joining Penny and Luck as they make their way through the forest of shadows. To know when part five drops, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Thanks for listening and keep adventuring.